be rich mm. to uh, I get the the prize for best biography. Um, well, I don't know. Little, My little stuff is Bobby. No, I can't see Alan, so I I can't vote. Right. Yeah, but, that's, well, true. that's why I'm asking Rich to. I mean, yeah. put, up, put hours in. I mean, thinking, like the character was perfect. Yours is the longest. Definitely. Sweet. He motions you over. It's just you four. He's very weak, but he basically say, and a bit of about above a whisper, so you don't have to lean in too much. That he speaks. First off, thank you all for coming. You know, I know that for some of us, we're not actually friends. We may not even have. We may have not talked for years. And he kind of looks at Malaw as like, I know that we fell apart, and you seem to have, you know, not even contacted me ever since we spoke last. But I'm glad that you came. You know, he looks at Dim and he says, in a way, this is a sort of an apology. Um, but in a way, it's more of just, I need to ask you all for a favor. Doesn't As, sound like an apology. It is say, not. Kind of uh, an apology, uh, <laughs> favor, kind of attitude. He says, maybe you should do something to earn the apology. Maybe you should earn the, do something to earn the right to give me an apology. And he gets like, well, maybe, <clears throat> and he starts coughing up like a kind of like blackish blood. And as he gets kind of worked up. I antagonize the dude with triple cancer. <laughs> dude. Um, but he kind of comes out and like, you're right. I apologize. Thank you. And what's the favor, dude? He basically says, when I was younger, when I was very younger, me and a number of students began exploration to the occult, into the unknown, the arcane. Uh, we eventually, during school, we eventually joined a sort of club that was led by uh, one of our teachers, Marion Allen. Also, aside, this is a type of game where writing down notes and stuff is encouraged. So having a Google Doc to write some of the stuff down is that. And don't type in the chat. Yeah. It's going to be so annoying because I hear a little, like, Facebook ding every time you do that. But... Anyway. Is somebody taking notes then? <laughs> I, I like how instead of just opening a Google uh, Doc. Yeah, I'm always the one who ends up taking notes. So yeah. I'm happy to do As it. long as someone does it. And again, you, keep in mind, that means you control the information. Teacher um, equals Marion Allen. Yeah. Uh, but there was basically six of us, including him. And we purchased a small farmhouse a few miles west of Arkham near a village called uh, Ross's Corners. Like one of those very small, like 20 to 40 people in that kind of village. And the, basically the idea was we wanted to conduct seances and other research in privacy because no one's going to ask questions in a small farmhouse. Uh, for a few years, it worked. We were able to find some books from the library near here and using them actually uh, cast certain spells and incantations. And we were able to even find out a way to summon creatures unfortunately our last experiment actually worked and we summoned something something that we feel is truly evil uh, it, it killed one of our it killed one of the members and we basically in abstract terror instead of trying to capture it or to, uh, uh, instead of I'm saying instead of trying to, to banish it or get rid of it we just all ran Question for yes. Rupert. Yes. When you say that there were six, including you, is that six students plus the teacher, or is the teacher part of the six? Six total. Six so total. five students. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? Six in finalized. Total. I fixed my name on the thing, so every. Oh. Okay. Cool. Oh, it does say Arc Dim now. Yes. Cool. Anyway. I was listening to Rupert, too, I'm okay. sure. Six students summoned something in the world, blah, 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 blah. We were confident that the... Killed one member, man... ran away. Yes. Wait, a member got killed? <laughs> this is the guy who was... I listened to everything. Oh, I said I thought I caught most of it. Yeah, you missed the murder. Yeah. Okay, got it. So, we were confident that the magic we put onto the house itself would keep the creature at bay. So, we knew... 
so the spells we had cast, we knew at very least it couldn't follow us. And then for a while, we were confident that we in no way were capable of going back. We would meet abject terror of going back there, and we were happy in knowing that it couldn't get out. We figured... Question for Rupert. <sighs> yes. When you said the magic would keep the creature at bay, is the magic keeping the creature contained to the farmhouse, or just yes. keeping the creature from pursuing you? Keeping the, the, the creature... The creature essentially... As far as we're aware, cannot leave the farmhouse. Unfortunately, we've all, I've come to discover that the spell that we cast, the one that can bind the entity of the house, lasts only as long as the casters live. All the others have died through old age or unfortunate circumstances. And I'm the last one left, and I'm not long for this world. When I die, it will escape. And I have no idea what kind of horrors it's going to visit onto the naming town. Can I or... ask Rupert a question? Yes, Dim. Okay, I have a question for Rupert. Why are you waiting until the very last minute to tell us this? Like, just a couple of years ago? I, and he, at this point, he sort of gets lost for words. Um, and he says, I know I, I, I thought about going back to it. To the house. That's a good question, Arkdim. Have you ever considered being a bounty hunter? <laughs> you know, I, as he a list of things I would consider. Um, as um, um, you all here, so everyone can roll a psychology check, or hmm, I don't know if I want to do intelligence. What's psychology? I'm looking. Hang on. Um, top right of the skills menu. I'll say you. Can, I'll, I'll say you can do. In this case, you can do psychology or an, uh, an education. Check. I am quite either one. Those actually. Um. Everyone. I, everyone in the party can make this. I'm going psychology. Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was worried that like, because it gives you so many like skills to improve when you make the character that you might be overpowered. There's so many of them. Yeah, I've, none I've of them today. The thing is, none of them scale with your, with your actual abilities. No, they well, the, yeah, the 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 main stats right. don't affect you. Yeah, like, unlike D and D. So right, it, and so that's yeah, it's rough. Are Danny and Patrick gonna roll? I'm trying to find education. Where'd that go? Oh, that should be on the top <laughs> with like the the main core stats, like underneath your name. Oh, uh, there it is. I shall roll that. Oh. Yes. Simpson is killing. Oh, wait. If we could do education or psychology. Yes, I'm sorry. I said education or psychology. I'll, oh, in this case, well, yeah. Still failure. Failed again. Well, no, you, no, you already rolled, Dim, so you wouldn't get a second one, but Malala still failed. Um, oh, do I need to do an education roll? Education or psychology. Let's see. Psychology, I'm a 10. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, that's, why I, that's why I gave you the option of education because there's some of these roles. Uh, education's a 50. Let's go with that. All right, so Jimson, only, I failed. Jimson notices that as he starts to speak, like it, it's almost like he, it never occurred to him almost. And then as you as he speaks about it, you see his hands tremble. You see his one good eye like start to sort of shake and jitter. And what did you do with it? How was the education? Well, that was a hard success. Okay, so you know with the education that this is a clear case of somebody with a. A, a, a stock and absolute phobia he's incapable of going back to that house even if you dragged mm. him like kicking and screaming to the house he would fight tooth and nail to leave because it's an absolute compulsion he is essentially unable to ever since that night and you but feel it that it's so much there right now what it would be pretty drag him there right now yes but he got would, a car but he would essentially <laughs> like try if, if you couldn't get uh, like if you couldn't get away he would try to kill himself like and again, only Jimson knows this, but he's been essentially it's a it shows that it's a, a phobia of such case that that he would do anything within his power to either not go to that house, even that meant like killing himself, or in this case if by only fighting. Only we were in a facility that had lots of sedatives. <laughs> maybe we should like ask, this. Maybe we should ask him what he needs from us. Yeah, it's like, do you really want to go down this route? 
Ah. Uh, oh, I, I don't know that Rupert needs the sedatives. I was just asking for Yeah. Myself. So Jimson knows this. <laughs> um, but so, and you see, he kind of for a second, he sort of stops talking and he just shaking sort of subsides. Everyone else, you just see that like he just had like a panic attack or something. Like, you could essentially still think that he's still a coward because to you, you don't understand the deep psychological aspects of it, essentially. <laughs> Anyway, Listen, I'm a bounty hunter from Gotham. I've seen stuff. Yeah. Anyway, as you said, I'm too much of a... As he himself says, you know, I'm too old, I'm too ill, and too much of a coward to go back to that house to try and banish it myself. I don't want to die knowing that when I do, it puts people I care about, my family, or even just any innocence in the town at risk of death. Again, I'd like to reiterate Ark Dim's question of why, why are you... We- doing this now if you're so worried about the town might have mentioned it sometime in the decades since you did this and why don't you care about our lives at all apparently and also no one has wandered into the farmhouse in the decades since you were a student i like how you're just ganging up on again the triple conservation i just like to point out i visited almost all the local farmhouses and they're all easy (laughs) anyway um, I gotta say, I really hope what went on at the other farmhouse didn't go out and go out at this one. Yeah. Park did. <laughs> um, so he says, I only recently discovered in the last year or so about the spell. I didn't even think to look into it, but I've been having I had nightmares recently that just scared me to the point I had to find out. Um, as to the farmhouse, I have no idea. I've not been there. Um, the taxes, like the 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 the, the property taxes, are paid on it to an account. But other than that, I've had no contact. I have no idea. The farmhouse, you know, God help us, may not even be there. It could have been a fire or, you know, a storm that take, destroyed and the monsters are loose now. I only, the only reason I don't believe so is because we have not had a massive string of murders. Have you been to Gotham lately? I, I only came to Arkham for the hospital. I don't live near Gotham. Right. Possibly so, your uh, monster is running amok in yeah. Gotham. But I also, and they say to Dim, I also do care about your lives, but I know that ultimately you, knowing you for, I know that combined, I believe you have the skills necessary to stop this. I can't just go to the police. They would never listen to me. And they have, they have no, they have no training to deal with this kind of thing. You know, and while but it's you, a good thing one of us is not a former police detective or he might be offended by everything you just said. <laughs> Um, I'll admit, Jim, I had, I had brought you in here hoping you'd have some access to them to at least get help. I hope your time as a bounty hunter has taught you other skills to make up for that. It's taught me lots of skills. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Hunting, he... bounties, <laughs> drinking. He looks at you sadly. That's what uh, I'll do. He motions there's a, there's a sort of medium-sized metal, uh, sil- silver metal box on the nightstand next to his bed emotions. This is all the information that I have. This is all the aid I can give you. And as he says, as he gets, he says, gets quieter and quieter, uh, you must see this is done. If not for me, then for the fact that others will get hurt. And ultimately... Not for you, for you, all the people you have needlessly endangered. <laughs> if you can, at least fix my mistake. And he sort of goes quiet and like almost asleep. Guys, I think we should fix his mistake. Let's see what's in the box. So does somebody grab the box? I grab the box. As soon as you grab grab the box, as soon as you grab the box, you feel a slight tingle in your hands. Oh, boy. Wait, so wait. I give the box to to Jimson. Well, no, I'll say, uh, Bobby, you said you grabbed it as well? Yeah. Okay, so then you both grab it sort of at the same time. You both feel a slight tingle. Merriweather immediately is choked by a sudden spasm. He doubles up almost to the point of, like, is back. You feel like he shouldn't be able to bend that far backward. And then a fountain of blood erupts from his mouth. Mm. Splattering all of you. I back away from the bed. It is far too... Yeah, roll a dodge mm-hmm. roll. If anyone wants to, I'll say roll a dodge roll, but I'll say it's going to be a very difficult roll because of how quickly it was. So a regular success will not be enough. Where's the where's dodge? My, where's dodge? Left side. Yeah. Oh, I failed again. It's, a, it's okay. Oh, it's kind of one of those things that like you almost have to be like perfect to win. So even success. Jimmy, 
But that's a regular success. A hard success is half that. It was so. also holding the box, so I feel like the blood should be directed well, that ultimately, way. Ultimately, this is why it's so difficult. You're all right next to the bed. It happened immediately. You had no reason to know it. So I now get to do this wonderful thing of you all get to roll sanity. Because you just saw a man basically fountain out all of his blood. Like, I haven't seen that before. That's a typical Dude, day. Wow. Dim, you have seen some stuff on the road. This phases you not at all. It's Dude, disgusting I, because it's blood I, on you. I've dealt with a lot of arcane. Oh, God, I failed. <laughs> um, Danny and Wait, Bobby as well. Where is Sanity? I can't uh, find it. It should be on the, the top. It's at the top. Bobby. Yeah, it's one of the, the main stats. Oh, oh, I got it. Uh, oh, God, Gerlara okay. failed, too. I don't think I've rolled. I'm 70. This is ridiculous. I've only rolled once. Wait, what did Danny get? Jimson. Jimson. You are a gentleman. You have essentially training to, to ward off these kinds of like horrible things. While it's still terrible and you feel bad for it, mentally you're well, fine. It's ungentlemanly. Malar and Jimmy, you both lose... Uh, hang on, where is it? Oh, oh no. Wait, critical failure. Well, that doesn't count. Yes, I know. Now it doesn't count. I was not. <laughs> uh, you both lose five from your sanity. I'm sorry. You both lose two, uh, two and a half. So two. We'll, 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 That's we'll it. round down. You lose two from your sanity. And so you can actually... Even with outside of edit mode, you can like lower your sanity. Like you can like tap it as a check tap, text box. And Alan, don't worry. There's plenty, plenty of things that will tank the sanity. Also, <laughs> keep in mind, sanity means if you get to zero sanity, you go permanently insane, which is essentially not quite death, because I guess it may be possible to bring you back, but it's very unlikely. So now you know that's what happened. All right. Yeah. Um, it's not to have to happen. So as this happens, um, nurses and doctors rush in. <laughs> the uh, his wife and son walk in, all screaming like, "Good God! What's you know?" Like looking essentially to you, what's happened? Like the doctors are kind of pushing you out of the way. They're not caring too much because. I guess they assume that you weren't involved with this. Well, we are covered in blood, so. Yes. But all, as is all the beds around him, like everything's, like a good chunk of the, the, the room is covered in blood. But I would like to ask if there are shower facilities. <laughs> uh, none of the doctors are listening to you. Also launders, if there's a laundry nearby. <laughs> Again, the... the uh, the 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 son and the wife come in. They see it. They immediately also usher it out, so they don't see what's happening. The wife is in tears. If you want to, none of the doctors and nurses are even like acknowledging you guys. You're being pushed out of the room. If you want to, you can try and talk to the son or the mother, but everyone else is basically in full panic mode, trying to figure out what in God's name just happened. Well, I want to open that box. Wait, in front of the mother and the son? Maybe out in the hall. Well, that's they will push Are, out with you in the hall. I say we're all oh. out in the hall, even though yeah. the image hasn't really updated yet. I I didn't make a hall of... image. Sorry. Can we go back to the waiting room? Can I ask? Be a little bit sneaky about it. I'm going to ask Agnes a question. Agnes, has Rupert ever talked to you about a farmhouse? Uh, she's just sobbing. Like you're going to have to roll something. Hang on, I'm trying to move these guys. You're gonna have to roll something pretty high. Might have to get charm her. Hang on. I think Arkdim needs to, to, to charm her. His charm is garbage. It's very bad. <laughs> Which is really? funny considering I would say and I would say probably I think I should charm her. I would say you need yeah, I would say someone needs to charm her or Can I just use my appearance? I'm such a good looking guy. Well, the. Or, alternatively, we could ask the son the same question. Yeah, oh. but see, so normally I would say yes, Alan, but she's inconsolable right now because her husband just died in a horrible manner. So the charm is not Wait, to dead. get her. The monster's loose. 
Well, that's potentially the case, yes. Now He just told us the monster's loose when he's dead. Well, he said that the spell fails. It could be that... Actually, you know Game what? over, man. Actually, you know what? Okay, first off... We'll, we'll, so, okay, we'll deal with that in a second. Uh, I'll just tell you why. Real quick, for Agnes, if you want to talk to her, you need to use either Charm or... Is that, that's not a medical thing. It'll be first. No, no. Um, I'd say Charm or Persuade to get her basically to stop crying, you know, and come and calm down before you could try and actually do, like, a, an appearance or to persuade her to talk to you. Or you could talk to the son. Uh, yeah. Patrick, if you're concerned about the the spell, you can give me an occult check to see maybe there's some. Again, you don't have a lot of knowledge, but maybe there was something you heard they, about. My occult is a five, so I feel like oh. that's not a good. Dan, why is your occult sixty? Because I've spent a lot of time with griffins and gargoyles. Oh yeah, okay. All right, so yeah, that was very, your success. Oh, I failed with the occult. Yes. Yeah. So wait, what was the other one? The, the appearance. So I need a, um, Alan, I need a persuade or a charm from you first before you can use the appearance. Or unless, are you doing it to the sun? I failed. I'm going to turn to the sun now and ask him the same question. Okay, so in that case, you can do either charm, persuade, or um, appearance on the sun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. Uh, wow. Um, did you anyone are roll? Not doing well. Did anyone Maybe roll? Maybe somebody occult? else could ask them. Uh, Patrick, roll on a cult check. Why? I've got a five. I'm not going to roll a cult. That's stupid. <laughs> well, uh, you were asking questions about the spell. I, I, I'm not asking any questions. Okay. I'm just quietly back here. All right. So you see observing. Jim try to. One, try to calm down the wife. She's not having any of it. She's still just crying. She's sobbing. The son, he then tries to kind of talk to... But he he's looking just like straight up like death glad to both you and the box. Who's holding the box right now? He definitely. Malala? Yeah. Okay. So he's yeah, I let go of the box. Okay. So then while he's looking death glad at the box, he's, it's pro he probably feels very much so that being the son, he should get whatever the Rupert gave you. And perhaps it is now not the best time to talk to him. Oh. But you can mm. still try on a good success. Um, and hang on. Guys, finish. maybe we should just quietly inch our way out the hallway and down. And he and as and the longer you stay there, the more he like looks at it and he starts to get kind of and he starts to like move. We'll say they're like ten feet from you. Like he kind of moved away to console his mother. And pushing past you, uh, Dim, he sort of starts to make a kind of a walk towards Malala. I think maybe we should leave. Yes, let's let's back away and, and perhaps consult amongst ourselves as, about our next steps. So is that for the, the whole body agrees to leave? Yeah. Okay. Um, so as you then kind of, you kind of back away... Casually, yeah, very casually. You guys back, yeah. You kind of you so so he's basically sort of walking to you like slowly, like he's not, he's not like you know like just running at you. But at the same time, like as you back away, he sort of gets closer, and as you get back away quicker, he get kind of moves quicker, and he says, "Hey, stop them! They stole that from my father," and like no one, and 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 it's kind of okay because nobody's listening to him again. Everyone is panicking about, you know, the Robert right now. So there's one or two people who are kind of looking at him, but even the reception... Who's Robert? What? Rupert. Said they Rupert. were worrying about Robert. Sorry, Who's sorry, Rupert. Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> well, worrying about Rupert. What if, we, what if we all run down the hallway, but I spray some of my baby oil on the floor <laughs> so that Bertrand will slip on it and fall down? That, that sounds like a good sure. plan to me. All right, okay, so and so you spray it. It's not, it's not. It's a short hallway. As you spray it, you know you get out there again. Even the receptionist, like she's looking up, like at someone yelling, but she's not really, like she's not security. They're, again, they're all worried about you know what just happened. So she, even she's not paying too much attention. However, Rupert, uh, he doesn't have stats, but we'll say his is a fifty. And he mm. slips basically straight onto his face. He goes, hey, hey, stop. Boom. 
and he's Wait, out Rupert cold. Rupert slipped on his face? I thought he was almost dead in the bed. Jesus, not oh, Rupert. Bertrand. Bertrand, God. <laughs> so confusing. Bertrand, yeah, sorry. Zombie Rupert chases after you. <laughs> no, but Bertrand basically goes, hey, stop, and like face plants straight into the ground and goes out cold. Fantastic. <laughs> that was a good plan, Arkdim. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like to think on my feet. So now you are outside of the hospital, and I am panicking because I didn't make any buildings, uh, locations. Um, but so you're outside the hospital. Again, you're not being actively chased. You know, mm. there was he was chasing you, but so you don't have to, like, there aren't police outside. There aren't, like, the security um, uh, guards. Like, yeah, if there were police, I'd talk to them as a former police yeah. detective. I'm but I'm just sure saying, you are off. not being pursued. So with Excellent. that in mind... Anybody have a car that we could get into and like drive to a different location? I was just going to suggest that. So you have two cars. You have the putt putt, and you have the stolen vehicle. Which, by the way, I assume you hot wired because you didn't get. The, or did you find the keys? I found the keys. They usually leave the <laughs> in Gotham, particularly nineteen thirties Gotham. It's before it became as quite as crime ridden. <laughs> well, there are plenty for bounty hunters to do. Yes. Can we all fit in the putt-putt? I'd like to... I've never ridden in a putt-putt before. What exactly uh, is a putt-putt? I'll be... I assume it's just like a small it's convertible. It's like mini golf. Oh, no. So it's like a golf cart. I think it was almost like a Model T or a Model A. Like, you know, the very first kind of cars where it's like... You've got the small bit of a body, but it's mostly just an open air. Like have, have you ever seen uh, Chi Chi Bang Bang? Yeah, yeah. Yes. so like one of those, change. one of those very oh. old. So it flies. <laughs> no, uh, no. You just said it's like chitty chitty bang bang. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much we're gonna like do verisimilitude, but according to Urban Dictionary, a putt putt generally no. refers to a compact car, often hatchback, bought at a low price, similar to your car, a bucket, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, and. That's essentially what the putt-putt is in the sense of this story is that it's kind of like, again, like Chi Chi Bang Bang's example, or like a Model T, like, it's a very also, basic... I'd like to clarify that I completely legally commandeered this car, and thus no one is after it. But you were a bounty hunter, not a... But I still have my badge, so I was able to legally <laughs> commandeer it. <laughs> oh, so... So did you just... Putt-putt, I want to yeah. ride in a putt-putt. Well, why don't we take both cars in case we need more than one? All right, as long as I can go with Jimson. I think so, I will also with Jimson. <laughs> <laughs> so the loner will drive by himself. Why don't we set the loner's car on fire? We <laughs> escape. I mean, with his permission, of course. Well, again, you don't need to make an escape. One guy thinks you took a box that belongs to his dad. Distraction, dude. It's all about distraction. There are so many ways you can kill yourself late in a confire. <laughs> Which why I would love to explore. So I'll say for the sake of that you guys drive off a bit. What, Jim, are you, are you committed to driving in your car? Me? You, Danny. No, Jim, I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy G. Sorry, I forgot Jim's and Jim. Oh. Patrick. Oh, right. Yeah. Here we got two Jim's. Yeah. Patrick, are you committed to going in your car or what, seeing that everyone else goes into the putt-putt? Do you go in that one? I We may have lost him. Patrick. Patrick. That's Hambone. Oh, he's there, but he might have timed out or whatever the issue you had with the last time. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Text it. Oh, okay. Oh, now we can hear him. There he is. Yeah, my connection went out for a second. Ah, okay. No, we didn't hear you until just now. Okay. So, as I was, what had happened was, um, they you decided to take both cars. All three of them went into the putt putt and left you alone yes. in your car. Do you see this abandon your car or continue to drive it? Well, if they've already driven off, I guess. Well, no, they're still there. Like. You just seen I'm going to drive my car just in case. Okay. So you both drive off. I can't hear Pat Patrick at all. Do no? Oh? That's weird. Huh. What? Um, I'm here. Alan, I can hear, I hear Bobby. 
Alan, disconnect from Discord and reconnect again. That's usually a good, a quick fix for from that. Discord. Like on the bottom right, you see the little um, phone icon with a X next to it. Yep. Click that and then just reconnect. Bum. Okay, so he disconnected. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it's and like, now the concern is that he should. Okay, maybe he's he back. should be. Maybe <laughs> he should be driving the car by himself. Do you hear Patrick? So I can hear Patrick now. Okay. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Oh. Can you well, hear you, me now? Uh, so you, you drive now? off. Um, you both. So for anyone who wasn't there, you both take. You are taking both cars. You three in the putt putt, and then Jimmy G in the. Mm, Commandeered vehicle. The jalopy. Whatever. Jalopy. Yeah, I like that. But one. not, but not Arc Dim's jalopy. Oh, another jalopy. A jalopy. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your jalopy isn't here. It's in Riverdale. Um. All right, so yeah. So you head off. Um. Again, at this point, you don't really have anywhere to go per se. Question: Did we actually say where we were going so that we're not just driving randomly? No. Was literally my next sentence was where you go. Stop with the drawing. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> we should probably go to Ross's corner, I'm assuming. You can. Since that's, that's definitely... where the farmhouse is. Yes. However, you have not even opened the box, and there might be research. There are, you know, there are schools nearby. There are libraries. There are hospitals. There's places where you could potentially do research. That... Well, I'm in a car by myself, so I guess yes. the rest of the group will have to figure things this out. This is one of those... What if we just drive into an alley? Yeah. Let's yeah. just drive into an alley. Sure. And then we can park and take a look at things. All right. So you let's say five minutes or so. Yeah. Five minutes or so, you, you see an alley. It's basically like a side street, but it's got like crates and stuff, so it's clearly not used, and you pull into the side of it. Jimmy, I assume you follow them? Correct. All right. So you park. Um, there's enough space you can, guys can get out. You know, you, it'd be, you'd have to, like, back up the car to get out. You can, like, turn it around. But there's still space to get out and walk around. <clears throat> um, do you now decide to open the box? Yeah. Yeah, I want to open that box. All right. So inside, and this is, again, a medium-sized box, about three feet uh, long, like, two feet wide. Like, it's... That seems uh, like a very large box. Yes. I'd say two feet wide. Uh, two feet long, and, like, two... Yeah, about that. It's basically about the size. Again, it's like the length of your arm, kind of. Like, it's kind of hard. It's, it's difficult to hold, but, like, mm -hmm. it's not impossible. But inside of it, and you can kind of feel some stuff rattling about, inside the box, what you have um, is you see an, a yellow envelope. Right on top is a manila uh, yellowed envelope with a, a letter. Um, inside the envelope, I say, inside the envelope is a letter. I'm sorry. There's a letter, there's an envelope, and inside that's a deed to the farmhouse and a key, which you assume is to its lock, to the front door. And there's well, also... It has a skeleton key, so, you know, we're good. Well, a key made out of bones is quite brittle. That's not what a skeleton key is. It is now. Uh, there's a small... It made out of bone. Yeah. A yeah, skeleton keys are just keys that open anything. They're not keys yes. made up. Which, 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 D, which Dungeon Masters call not happening. <laughs> I, I mean, so you said he could bring it with him, so I feel like it's oh, already... Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a key made out of bone. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but next to... So underneath the envelope with the deed and the key is a small sarcophagus. It almost looks like a mini sarcophagus. Like, it's got hieroglyphics on it. It's very ornate looking. Um, it, it looks like as though it could hinge, so it like hinge open, as though again like an actual sarcophagus. Um, it's only about um, half a foot to a foot like long, so it's kind of putting like sideways into the box. Uh, and then there's a small journal next to it. And hang on, my. Oh, hang on, my thing's slowing down. So you've got four items. Or you've got yeah, you've got five items. A letter, which I'm gonna show you guys in a second. A deed to the property, the key, a small sarcophagus box, um, and a slim journal. 
with a number of pages in it. Uh, does anyone have any interest in the uh, Egyptian box? Say that again. Uh, does anybody have any interest in the Egyptian box or in the other items? Because you can do rolls to see more about them. And as um, soon as I... You know, I'll take a look at the cough, I guess. Right, I'm going to get it open. In the envelopes first? Yeah, hey, uh, I'm opening... Let's see, I need to show you guys. All right. Uh, contents of the box. Okay, so the letter... So wait, uh, Alan, what did you see when to get a look at? The, the I said, journal. does anybody... The letter before we open up the box? Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Oh, I agree. Right. Um, so you should see... Oh, hang on. Ah, I see Handout Edge 1, yes. I don't know why it's called Edge 1. Actually, let me name that. Uh, but this is the letter, and I'll read it as well. This is the letter that you find on top of everything. Dear friends, in the years after nightmarish events in my youth, I've seen many strange things. Only now do I begin to grasp the truth of reality and the scope of what is happening in the world. I've tried in my small way to combat the horrors and make amends to my part in bringing one of them to our plane of existence. What I've left to offer, what riches and wealth I have, I will put to good use in dealing with these abominations. And at the very least, this old coward can do. He goes on to say that he can never go back to the farmhouse. Nothing of note, nothing of consequence has it taken place as long as, as he's aware. But that, with again, with his death, the bonds will, he worry will break, and that the entity can go and come and go as it pleases. The meth, and then in the a key part is at the bottom is that the method of delivering this thing out of this world is in that house. Translations made by Marion, the leader, from a book called the Devamis Mysterious. The Mysterious Vermin, I believe, is how that translates. Yes. He was never strong. Or I was. He was never strong enough to take on the task, but he hopes that you are. In ridding this world, you will perhaps save my soul from hell. For I fear that my deeds have been enough to release. My de deeds have not been enough to release me from this heavy burden. I do not expect your forgiveness for what I ask of you, Rupert Merriweather. Well, I think we got to do what Hiram's asking us to do. Hiram. Who? Hiram. Guy who just vomited blood. Rupert Mayweather? Oh, that's right. It feels like his name should be <laughs> What? I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know what what happened in my brain right there, but I was... Uh -huh. It was uh -huh. Hiram. <sighs> so that is the letter. Um, in the channel... Hang on. Uh, let me look at the... There's a... Yeah, so underneath the, underneath the letter in the middle of the envelope with the deed and key is a small red-bound journal and the... Egyptian sarcophagus. And I believe, Bobby, you said you want to look at that? Yeah, I do. Does the journal uh, look like it's been scorched by fire? No. I was just wondering. I feel like a journal would be scorched by fire for but like my brain feels like it's... That's, I think that's just demons from your past coming up again. Okay. It could be. Um, okay. So, the uh, Bobby, if you can give me a quick a history of archaeological role, either one. To try to identify the hieroglyphics. We were looking at the journal, not the sarcophagus. No one was looking at the journal. I just mentioned it. Oh. Um, Alan had read a letter on top of everything. I asked about the journal, but we haven't yeah. read it yet. Right. I thought that's what we were going to do now. Oh, Bobby, do you have a sentence for both? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, I was just trying to make sure. That's fine. All right, so you have no idea what these hieroglyphics are. They look Egyptian, which I guess is good enough. If anyone else wants to, they can take a look. Um, though, do you, I assume you open it? Uh, I'd like to try to open it, yeah. As you open You're it... You're opening the sarcophagus that we have no idea what it says on the outside of it. What's the worst Correct. that could happen? I don't know. We could all die. You lose 2d10 health points. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you insta-die. <laughs> um, when you open it, though, you see there's a, a great deal more symbols on the inside of the lid. And without a roll, you can definitely tell they're different like, uh, than the ones in the front. 
Mm -hmm. Um, if you want, you can give me an occult world. Jesus Christ, but... Fi I figure it out. And then, while that's happening, Bro. Jimmy, do you want to try and look at the journal? Sure. All right. The oh dear. Okay, so you know that they look uh -huh. weird. Almost. Oh, and oh, and again. Um, I almost forgot to mention you have luck points that you can spend to bring your number down. Yeah, but. Well, I'm just making sure. I'm... Yeah, just making sure everyone's aware of that, and you can also Anywhere. push some rolls to try again so in this case you could push the roll basically to try it again um and then on a negative consequence is possible that you may essentially peer too much into the occult and suffer some sanity damage if you did push it again yeah i'll, I'll push it well okay. let me try oh oh Good. so you can roll a sanity check real quick all right um and then hang on i'm gonna get the journal ready if you patrick um okay so i think this okay yeah so this will be, I mean, we'll name this too. I don't know why it's called Edge. Oh, Edge of Darkness. So I guess it's just basic. All right. Let's, but still. I still have handout Edge 1 up. Should I you close can, that? Yeah, you can close that if you want. I'm showing you Edge 2. I'm going to hand out Journal. And then, Bobby, that was your sanity roll. Ooh. All right. So you, right. you lose, basically, uh, you lose 1d2 sanity instead of a lot. Okay. And I'll even let you, Oops. there's no d2. What am I talking about? Uh, do a d4 and just cut it in half. Is it brackets? Yeah. Is it or you can just, use just, a dice thing. Just click the roller. Use... Okay. There so we'll say you lose, you lose one. <laughs> it's just such a callback <laughs> from when Danny used to do the rolling like that. <laughs> um, so you lose one uh, sanity point. And then, Alan, you should see Handout Journal. I can see the I handout. thought it was Jimmy. It's uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jesus Christ, yeah. Oh, man, so many names. Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G has the journal, so he can see this. Yes, I can. Would you like now, me to read what is a very long journal? Good lord, it's long. It's not that long. It's like six entries. That's a lot of... Okay. Now, you February can... 27, yeah. 1877. Marion Allen has acquired an artifact, purportedly Egyptian. It appears to be a small sarcophagus of gold. Inside is a large piece of amber, which entraps a specimen of some unknown species of arthropod. Alan is very excited, as the box corresponds to a description he found in an ordinary reference volume in the university's Orn Library. Wait, Mary and Alan is a dude? Yes. No. Yeah. Alan says that in another book, De Vermis Mysteries, is an explanation of the powers of the box. The text says the small animal trapped in the amber is actually the host to a bound djinn, a guide to the spirit world. Alan says the tome mentions that originally there were four such pieces of amber contained in the box. There is no mention what happened to the other three. We are agreed, and a date has been set to conduct a ceremony intended to summon the jinn, which Alan assures us will be friendly. We have chosen the night of Saturday, 18th March, the night before the new moon. So the next entry is for March 19th. We began the ceremony as Alan instructed, according to that described in the, the book. A fire is set in the fireplace and a pentagram chalked on the floor, marked with appropriate symbols and illuminated by two black tapers placed near the center, flanking the piece of amber with its entrapped spirit. The others sit in a circle while I, the designated watcher, who guards for malevolent spirits, sit in the corner of the room. At least I get the comfort of a chair, while the others can look forward to sitting on the floor for hours. That's kind of a jerk. <laughs> Alan throws a handful of powder in the fire, producing an evil-smelling smoke and dampening the flames, which now burn a sputtering green and brown. Those seated on the floor begin the Latin chant Alan has transcribed from his book. After nearly two hours, I see a trail of smoke circling up from the piece of amber. Its surface seems to be a bubbling and melting, can this be? Have we finally achieved success? I can see a form. Okay, I don't understand why there's a pause when he's writing this after the whole thing. 
Why does he wait till the next day to keep writing about it? Yeah, I don't understand that. It was March 18th, and yet he's still, this is, this guy is a drama queen. Oh, yeah. yeah. March 20th, 1877. We have finished with our plans and have sworn a pact never to speak of what happened last night. We have satisfactorily explained the death of poor Robert and in some manner the madness of Harold. The sheriff accepts the explanation of a carriage accident. Planned it well. Robert's neck was broken in the fall, we told him. Harold struck his head on a rock when the horse's leg broke and the carriage rolled. Would it be that it was only that? For the rest of us, we will be forever changed by what we experienced last night, or two nights ago, technically. I will write down the true events so they are not lost completely. The thing formed in the center of the pentagram, pentagram shapeless and nearly invisible. Its terrible voice should have given us a clue, but we were so foolish. It spoke, then Alan cast that damn powder on the gin. The dust of Ibn-Ghazi, he calls it. And that's when we can all see it clearly. Words cannot adequately describe the faceless thing with a thousand maws. It roiled and bubbled, never fully revealing itself at any one time. So terrifying was its aspect that I was frozen in place. My pen falling from my nervous fingers. Cecil and Alan seemed as lifeless as myself, while a short, sharp cry issued from Crawford's mouth. Robert, however, rose to his feet, and before anyone could stop him, stepped forward as though to embrace our horrible guest. With its arms, or those appendages that seemed most like arms, it took hold of poor Robert and twisted his head around as though he was a doll. The lifeless corpse was then thrown back in Harold's lap, and that's when he began that damnable shrieking, the shrieking that hasn't stopped since, even after we handed him over to the sheriff's men. We still had a chance, apparently. Alan now believes that if we had kept our wits, we could have reversed the summoning and forced the creature back to wherever it came from. But Crawford panicked, and mistakenly believing that it would dispel the creature, reached forward and destroyed part of the pentagram. Oh, that's a bad idea. Breaking the seal and ending its effectiveness. Like that's a rookie mistake. Released from that binding symbol, the thing with a screech that could only have been unholy satisfaction, oh, I don't like that phrase, was ejected from the house, disappearing out the window as a roaring, screaming wind of boiling color. Wait a minute, I thought it was bound to the house. Now it's escaping from the house. No, so what it's implying in that point, and it'll show a bit more, but what's implying is that essentially... It can't leave like, like first of all, the the, the the basically what they're saying is it was ejected from the house to then reform again inside the house, and sort of like later. Okay, it's a bit more of a dramatic right. flair that does kind of yeah. It seems in the sense that it makes no sense. All right, March twenty fourth. Alan intends to leave Arkham and travel to find a solution to this crisis. He said that he intends to seek out occult scholars in New Orleans. I pray he is successful, but my hopes are not high at this point. He insisted that I be custodian of the gold sarcophagus and not show it to anyone. What's even more odd is that he instructed me to not visit or even live in Boston. I can only guess as to why, as he will not tell me his reasoning, apart from his insistence that it is for my own safety. Marion still thinks that the thing could yet be destroyed or at least dispelled, but none of us who remain have the stomach for such an undertaking. I hope he can find a way to safely banish it without another of us falling to its malevolent grip. March 26th. Good Lord. We now believe that last the spell one. we cast to summon it in strict... Yes. No, there's another one. October Second 14th. Last one. Inextricably bound the thing to the house. Alan went back this morning to retrieve some of our belongings and store our ritual accoutrement. He says that he heard it bumping around in the attic over his head, cursing him all the while. He said that it also told him it only has to wait us out. When we who are present are all dead, it will roam the earth freely, slaughtering and feasting. Thankfully, the warning signs carved by Alan during better times, times that seem so long ago now, apparently are effective and bar the thing entry except into the attic of the farmhouse. I might be able to sleep a few hours tonight knowing it is bound to the attic and cannot harm anyone else. I am hopeful for the first time since we stupidly released it from the amber, 
If it told him the truth, then we have time to seek the answer. God be with you in your search, my friend. And then this is the last entry, October 14th. I just discovered that Marion Allen is dead and has been dead for some months now. He was murdered in New Orleans this past August. I suspect that he spoke to the wrong sort of people about the things he was seeing and they killed him. The newspaper mentions the sarcophagus, so they may have been after the gold. That is three of us gone now. I must do something. I've already begun ancient history classes at the university. Well, that sounds helpful. So I believe yeah. I will try to research the problem at the farmhouse in that manner. Perhaps I will uncover an ancient secret of how to rid our world of that beast in my own way. And then there's a bunch of names and dates, I'm guessing, of when everybody else died. Correct. Except Rupert. Yes. <clears throat> the last entries are listed names, those belong to Doc Brother. Robert Menken, March 1877. Harold Copley, August 1877. <laughs> Marion Allen, August 1877. Wait a minute. If she died in August and he's writing in October, she's not dead for he's not dead for some months. He's dead for like two. Marion is a I know. It's just keep thinking it's a woman. Because Crawford Harris, January nineteen ten. Cecil Jones, March 1919. Rupert Merriweather. Today. <laughs> that's that's the end of the journal. As you read the journal, you do take 1d6 sanity point loss. What? From reading oh. about those ancient demons. So if you want, you can roll a d6. Five points off your sanity. Oh, come on! Oh, my goodness. And you gain 5% into the Cthulhu myth, Mythos skill. Okay, hang on. I'm, that's a lot. Okay, so now I'm down to like 53. Wait, you also no, have 20. I... Down to what on your sanity, Patrick? 53 out of 60. And what are you saying about Cthulhu Mythos? It I've should be... 40 points. Well, it's based on your... St it's, some of it's, well, it's also how much you put into it. Cthulhu um... Mythos is at zero. Yeah, so hang on. If you go to edit, which I'll just do. How much do we add to that? No one, just him. Because he read oh, it. Oh, okay. Up to five now. <laughs> That'll yeah. be useful. Well, hey, everyone else auto-fails whenever they look into it. Now you have a chance, at least. Oh, yeah. Just to, And just to recap the journal, what you've basically been told is that, you know, they went to do a ritual. They unfortunately summoned something that went terribly wrong. And they have, they believe they have the method of sealing it again by performing the ritual, which is at the house. Um, obviously, with the, um, obviously with the, the, the papers that you have, you could also go out in the next session and research other locations. Or you can head directly to Ross's, cor Ross's corner, um, whichever one is up to you. Or we could go to New Orleans and check things out there. You could. You don't even need to go on to New Orleans. You can talk to, again, because uh, remember the Marion fellow taught at the school here. So that you could go talk to people about that. Mm. Or at least, or even go just uh, to a, a library or someplace that might have a, a copy of the obituary. Or if somebody were in with the police, perhaps he could look at the coroner's <laughs> report. Oh, you mean like a former police detective turned bounty hunter? Potentially. And their friend, Jimson Smufferson, puts them over to the local Waffle House to debate on what the next course of action will be. And that will be where we end for today.